Guys, seriously, wow. I can't believe all of the positive feedback that I've gotten from everyone. Um, some of the comments that people have been sending me, messaging me are just super inspiring. And I'm so glad that I'm doing this now and that so many people are interested in it and want to come on the show. Um, it's really humbling for me, you know. I, I'm someone who has never really done anything like this. So to have all you guys, um, you know, supporting this and and sort of loving what I'm doing and, you know, sending all the kind words is just, it's been so awesome. Um, so, yeah, this week I've got Art Supplies on the show. So let's run the music and, yeah, let's get this episode underway. Alright guys, welcome to A Beer With, I'm your host Jai, and today on the episode we've got Art Supplies. Now, me and Art Supplies, as you'll hear at the start of the episode, um, whose name is Jordan, we've we've known each other for a while and we've always wanted to sort of uh, link up, so um, it was such a good opportunity for us to do this for the podcast, and to be honest, I think this is probably my favourite one so far, and the only reason for that is because, you know, me and Art Supplies, we, we've talked a lot online, but we hadn't actually met in person yet. So for me, this was kind of a big step uh, in terms of being a podcaster and being able to sort of, you know, interview or, or sit down and have a discussion with someone who I haven't met in person yet. Um, in this episode, we talk about Art Supplies' album that he's working on. Uh, I got to listen to it after the episode and it's really awesome, um, super inspiring to hear what he's doing at the moment. Uh, so we talked about that. We talk about how he got started in the industry. Super, um, super awesome to hear sort of his his take on things and and you know about bookings and how to tour around the country. Uh, that was really good info for anyone who sort of wants to to get into the touring sort of thing. Uh, we also touch on growing vegetables and having a garden, which you know it's something that I'm also passionate about. We talk about what Art Supplies does with his. Uh, disability work for a day job, which was also really cool. And then at the end, we get into a little bit of technical stuff, some plugins, and really dive deep into sort of, you know, some technical stuff in music production. So I won't keep you any longer. Let's just dive straight in. As always, sit back, crack a beer if you have one, and enjoy the episode. This is A Beer With Art Supplies. Cheers. Cheers. This is yum. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome to Diffuse Studios, I guess, man. Thank you very much. It's been a while. Like, we've sort of known of each other for a little while, and we've been talking yeah. online a bit for, like, maybe a year or two. A long time. <laughs> and we were a like, we've been time. talking about collabing and all that kind of yeah, stuff for ages. Yeah, I know, I know. Finally, you're here just as we're about to, like, move into the new studio. So you're probably yes. going to be the last um, Yeah, I know. The last guest, like a... I suppose, to, to yeah. be here. Yeah, so. This um, is wicked. I like Yeah, it's place. pretty pretty cool so um yeah good to have you in and Thank you, man. we'll listen to some me. tunes later like i want to see what you're uh what you've been making because you're not you're not really touring at the moment you're no. doing yeah so you're you're working on an album yes right? i'm working on an album yes um pretty much like i guess mid tour and stuff like this i'm kind of touring around going i've got all this ideas of music that i've wanted to start for a while yeah I really want to try and move more towards kind of long-lasting music, stuff that's going to really have longevity in it. Yeah. And, like, 
there's so I see so many club tunes just get pushed out, and then a week later, they're like forgotten about. Yeah, apart from obvious obvious ones, but like they're just forgotten about really quickly. Yeah, and yeah. The amount of time and effort that goes into some of these tracks from some people for them to go like forgotten about is just like I don't know. It's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Um. And, like, me personally, I have so many different influences in my life that are different to just club music and EDM, yeah. so so to yeah. speak. Like, EDM, the whole, like, festival scene got me into it, but the the influences I've got, like, hip-hop and jazz and blues yeah, and, like, sweet. into that, as well as house. Yeah. So, I was like, look, I need to, like, be true to myself and true to, like, my roots as an artist and write stuff that's, like, really me like create something real original mm. so i sat down and started pumping out ideas for an yeah. album so what do we like what kind of stuff are you doing in this? is it like a heap of different things or is there like a, a concept for it or like yeah. a theme that runs through What's... yeah so like the theme of it okay so like let's let's go with um the theme of it is kind of like more spiritual i would yeah. say it's kind of like uh some of the struggles or some of the uh, emotions that people might be feeling in the world at this time mm. on the brink of collectively everyone realizing so much stuff is like connected and we're all on this like high wavelength. Yeah. So everyone's coming together and we're about to basically break through into this new kind of uh, world that this next generation is creating for us and technology is all kind of doing that for us. But um it plays on all these emotions and it plays on mostly kind of, well, funky stuff. Yeah. I can't get rid of that, man. That's like groovy, so, yeah, sort of funk, that groovy yeah. funky kind of stuff. But like, you know, Zoo, like the guy Zoo done Faded yeah, like, yep, a while yep, ago. Yeah. Yep. And, Z-H-U. Um, That's what I was like. Z-H-U. Z-H-U. I was like, yeah, sorry, Z-O-O. Yeah. And I was like, but it, I think it is pronounced Zoo. Yeah. It is Zoo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Z-H-U. Yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. like, he's written some amazing stuff and he's been a big influence, influence of mine. Yeah. And like, it's kind of seductive, kind of futuristic, kind of uh, spiritual, but then like housey, and then he's got some funky stuff yeah. in there. Real instruments too. That's what I was going to ask. Are you you sort of trying to bring that yeah. sort of real instrument? Yeah, I'm actually in? hoping to go down to Sydney soon to record some solos. I'm trying to line up a few people to do actual like, real instrument solos. Yeah, cool. Recording over my solo yeah. sections because I've been doing it with synths and like yeah, just playing it in and yeah, it's good, but it's like. I'm no like wizard, you know, at yeah. these instruments. So it's like yeah. I'd rather have someone just belt out and some of the tones you get from real instruments and stuff. Yeah. Just you can't really re- I mean you can recreate it to some in some sense, but it's never the it's never the it's same. It's not quite the same. And I'm yeah. like, I'll show you, man. Like some yeah. of the solos that I've got, I'm like, oh yeah, like they're nearly there. It's like yeah. sounds like a sax, but it's not. Like it's yeah. a synthesis. And then you just get those little like um like the little tonal things where it's maybe mm. it doesn't quite hit the note or they sort of they don't hit the note at the start and then it's, you know, it just pitches slightly up and That's it's those right, little yeah. tiny things in there mm-hmm. that make that huge difference. Yeah, it's real, like, it's what I would call humanizing it. Yeah, yeah. And um, that, like, and everything that I'm doing is kind of like off rhythm slightly or off beat and it's, yeah. it's weird, man. And like, it's cool because there's, there's hip hop in there, there's like 75 BPM up to like 150 something, there's yeah, house sweet. stuff in there, there's funk like um i don't even know yeah like lots of different yeah but it's so unique i can't give it a name yeah that's the kind of music that i love you know yeah and i think that's a lot of like um what we're starting to see now is like those 
those blending of genres as well. Like I was, yeah. I was speaking with uh, Fidel last week about like Old Town Road, like the, the new one. Like, you know, you've got country. Yes. It's like trap and stuff. That's right, yeah. And it's like, you know, you, you're starting to get those mixing of different genres, like yeah. especially like electronic and then with other genres, Yeah. which, you know, pop's sort of been doing that, bringing the electronic stuff into the pop world. Exactly right. And now yeah. you're seeing those other things like the trap and the, and the country and it's like, I always say, like, oh, I wish I knew what the next thing was so I could start making yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it. You, yeah. Maybe you are making well, it. You know? maybe, uh, <laughs> well, maybe. We'll don't have know. to see. Yeah, that's such an interesting concept. I was listening more about that, actually, um, recently. I don't know if you know Pensado's place, Dave yeah, Pensado. Yeah, yeah. I love like, watching his tutorials yeah, and stuff. Like, he's a weird so guy, but yeah. Fuck, he, that, yeah, anyway. Um, so I was listening to – I listen to a lot of the people he has on that, that – sort of guest show and they're all like these Grammy award winning like producers that produce for so many different people, hip hop and pop yeah. and all that. And they were talking, um, well, all of them talk about how like these crazy genres and these things like are revolutionizing different parts of music. And yeah. man, like I'm pretty sure it was, uh, Oh my God. One of the first Justin Bieber songs that was like with, uh, Jack, you where yeah, are you yeah. now? Yeah. That yeah. one was super like, electronic and poppy but yeah breaking through that new kind of genre and yeah you're yeah. right that old town road one's definitely a new one mm. um and then people like buddy fisher taking up the this new pop found pop yeah. sort of sound yeah i don't know but anyway i'm excited to kind of explore this new part of my sound yeah uh, that's exciting and a little bit daunting i'd say as well because you know yeah. you see like you know if we talk about music production a lot of people it's hard to even start writing a tune because it's like where do you start mm. and so with an album i feel like it would be like where do you start to write an album like did yeah. you have like a first song that you started with or or anything or you just got all these ideas that you've sort of had and thought uh I, this yeah. should be a whole thing look I, yeah that's that's another interesting thought yeah i knew i wanted to make an album so i knew i had to have some sort of consistency throughout the whole thing yeah now that I I had already sort of figured out sounds and a kind of um, what I would call a vibe, yeah. That I love using that word. Of, yeah, <laughs> vibe. So too many people using it now. Okay, yeah, I'll I know. <laughs> you need to find a new one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's the kind of concept. Yeah. And I was sort of going, "Yep, I want to play on my jazz and sort of blues influence. I want to play on my house influence, and I want to make it dark, but also and powerful, man." Mm. Like. People like when it drops, people go like the same as they would an EDM concert, but then those people that like live music will get that same kind of feeling. And yeah. then I was drawing off inspirations like Zoo and all these kind of people. Yeah. So I just started writing. I had no real kind of direction. Yeah. I would just start an idea. And it's important for me to have like clarity in my um, creativity. Mm -hmm. So I can't. Be, I don't really work well with deadlines. That's why I don't work well with kind of, I guess, collabing with too many people or yeah. remix packages and stuff. Yeah. The deadline thing is never kind of, it takes yeah. me out of my creative zone too much. Yeah. And I'm going, hang on, I have to make something that's real specific. Yeah, that's interesting though. Like some, some people find it the opposite when they have a deadline, you know, they've got, they've got to, you know, oh, I've, got to, I've got to do something, you know, so mm. they don't sort of sit around and just, you know, tinker around. Yeah. They actually think, oh, I've got to actually work hard. It's true. It's true. And there's a fine line between that. But I'm very, I'm very strict with myself and my routine and, and yeah. making sure that I spend the hours producing. Yeah. And that's probably a lot of it. You know, that's why people need deadlines, because then they actually 
do the work. They get but if you're already doing, the if you're already <laughs> yeah. doing the work. I yeah. mean, it's not really an issue for you. I suppose. Oh man, people tell me I'm on it too much, and I probably yeah. am. But it's like no such thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just enjoy it, man. And that's yeah. and I think that's the core essence of what I wanted to do with the album is not have deadlines, have it like purely for the enjoyment of making original music, and yeah. then be have have that be like, look, that debut project was entirely me, and just me releasing me if yeah. that makes sense yeah yeah of course yeah um, so original that's kind of, music that's you know like you said no deadline it's like hey when it when it comes out and it happens it happens and yeah and, and it, you know we release it then so how many like um how many tracks are you thinking on the album have you got an idea how many you want or um initially i just started writing as many as like different not as many different ideas but trying to just write lots and then reduce it down to my favorite ones yeah um which I sort of have done, and then I was I had maybe sort of fifteen tracks, and I was like, well, you know, I was getting a little bit overwhelmed with juggling a lot of ideas and mm. trying to. Um, what, what do you work on now? And do I go to that yeah. one? Yeah, am I in the mood for this? Or it's like, whoa, there's a lot of work here to do. Mm. Um, but so I reduced it. Long story short, as yeah. I just thought, like fifteen, I don't need fifteen tracks on an album. Yeah. Um. So I've settled with eleven. Yeah. And um, I subsequently have about seven or eight ideas that are ready to go for a future project. Yeah. Um. So yeah, at the moment, that kind of refining process has really helped me focus on eleven tracks rather than fifteen. Yeah. It's just given me a little bit narrower of a focus. Yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. It's you can't work on. It's like spinning plates. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too many to yeah. Too Especially many with the same, you you just want the same like correlation between an album. Everything has to sound like it's meant to be together. Yeah, in the same way that it doesn't have to, and you don't have to listen to the boundaries. That's <laughs> yeah. so contradictive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was Dioro's album. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that one. He released an album, and literally every track was so different. Okay, yeah, and it was so like so different to the other one, but yeah. it still had that kind of Euro sound. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just drew inspiration from that going, it doesn't have to all be the same. Mm. Same BPMs, it doesn't have to be. You can still, there's that signature sound almost comes through, even though it is different songs and different vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just, like, I just went, who cares, man? It's my project, so who cares? Yeah. The market will decide whether they like it or not. But at the end of the day, I was happy making it. So who cares? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really matter if, you know, as long as yeah. a couple, I always say with music, it's like as long as a handful of people like it, that's awesome. You know, yeah. like obviously you do want success and you want more than a handful. But if you can at least have a handful of people who are like, oh, that's, oh, I really love this. Yeah. Like, that, you know, and maybe you inspire other people to, to write an album or start yeah. music or, yeah. or anything, you know. Look, I think it's interesting you say that. I'm going to like go against you a little bit. Mm. Um. I disagree with the fact that it doesn't matter how many people I please. And that's just a mindset that I'm trying to get into. Yeah, yeah. It's more like the essence of why we start doing all of these things in the first place. The things that we love doing, the things that bring us joy, Mm. for me, is music, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yes, I'm fully motivated to try and turn that into a, like, beautiful and wonderful career that, like, can really... Yeah, support me and get me to live my dream. However, you have like, there's people that will get there and they'll be like, 
oh, wait, what's next? What's next? And you see that with people like Avicii and all these kinds of stories. And it's like, what kind of validation are you looking for in someone else liking it? Yeah. It doesn't matter whether they like it or not. Yeah. If I had fun and I enjoyed making it, then happy days. On the flip side, there has to be self-awareness and you can't just be like, I'm brilliant. Why are all these people like, you know, yeah. They don't like my music. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're not very good, but you've kind of you gotta be humble and I started out and I was just like, I'm chucking stuff out there. And I knew I wasn't like as good as the pros. But yeah. like, put it out there, put it out there. I That's how care. you gotta start though, right? Yeah, well I I think so. I yeah. just think you gotta people will tell you whether yeah. it's good or bad, like mm-hmm. the right people. And I got to a point where I was just like, Look, it doesn't matter who likes it at the end of the day. Even like you said, and I, and this is where I agree with you. If one or five people come up, that's made my like absolute year. Like if someone comes up to me and goes like, "Dude, I was banging your track or whatever. I played yeah. this and that was like sick." I'm like, "Yeah, someone's connecting yeah. with me on the same. Like, yeah, they felt what I felt making that. Yeah, maybe not to the same extreme, but yeah, yeah, or maybe even yeah. more. Maybe they loved yeah. it even more. Maybe they liked like it more. Yeah. But you're right on the inspiration thing, and it's like yeah. that's kind of. That's what gives me fire to keep pushing the music out there. Because yeah. I could sit in my studio and have fun making beats and not show anybody. Yeah. But the fun is to show someone to, to get the same, share the feeling and inspire and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, yeah. That's kind of a long-winded answer and I'm good at those. But that's kind of, yeah, how I feel about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, when I first started, I was like, oh, I want to be able to make cool tracks to show other people and put them out there. but after working on music for a while, I sort of feel like similar to what you're saying. For me, I really enjoy the process now. Yeah. So it's not really about the final. I mean, it's great having the final product and it's finished and it's that. But like, I love it when you've just like got some drums and you write a cool bass line and then you're like, you can like press play and sit back and go, oh, yeah. I just made that. That sounds <laughs> sick. Like, yeah. you know, you're in the, in the studio mm-hmm. by yourself. You've maybe been there for a couple of hours and, and you come up with this, this yeah. cool thing and it's like, oh, I can't believe I just made that, you know, like. That's yeah, that's it. I think those moments are what it should be kind of focused on. And that yeah. that then allows me to have more of a direct kind of vision. And it's yeah. not influenced by anybody else. It's what I want to write. Just like I found that, you know, people going, Oh, this is sick, you should write this or you should write this or like you'd be wicked collabing this or remixing that. Yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, cool, but Yeah. I don't necessarily want to. Or you got to love it. Yourself. You got to love it, and yeah. that's like that's pretty much what this whole last kind of year or so working on the album has been. That yeah. transition of being more true to myself as an artist. Yeah, and breaking away from just being a club tune kind of. Yeah, person. yeah. So how long do you reckon till it's going to be finished? Like, good question. Obviously, it's a ballpark figure, but <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like, are we going to hear? It? Is it going to sort of be out this year? Or Oh, I hope so. I yeah. really hope so. So um, the end of the year-ish? Yeah, look, I'm going to say end of the year just so I've got enough time to... Yeah. We're not putting a deadline on you, yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. but, but, but yeah, yeah, that's what you're sort of thinking. Like, yeah, end of the yeah. year, I would love to have it out. Um, And if if not, have teased a, a few singles before. Dropping. Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, I said that I wasn't going to release another club tune, but I think I lied. I think I've made one that I really like. So yeah. I like yeah. Oh, well, you can um, still just chuck it out there, you know. Yeah. So I, I, it was going to go on the album, and I was like, oh, it just doesn't fit the same. So yeah. I just have to just put it out beforehand. 
So I'll probably do that. Um, but other than that, man, pretty much a few singles, and then by the end of the year, maybe one a month or something. Yeah. I just want to try and pitch it to a couple of people that yeah. might want to take it. Yeah. And help me with the distribution. Because I've worked hard on it. You want to kind of make sure it's done properly. If you yeah. are going to release it, you may as well release yeah. it and you want And you want to make sure that people hear it, you know? Yeah, that's my so, problem, bro. Mm-hmm. I haven't put out. And I've just been like, oh, yeah, it's up there. and Yeah. Whoever gets, like, finds it can listen to it. Pretty but, much. Like, you know, you, you dig want, deep enough. There's so much good music out there, and but there's so much clutter. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's so saturated now. It's like, it's mm-hmm. hard to get people to, to find your music. So, especially yeah. you do need, like, you know, you want people to hear it, like. So, yeah, you need to. Yeah, it's PR and marketing is a very underrated aspect of the music world Mm. that people don't think about. Definitely. If it, like, if you can't get it in the right hands, like, a good song can go completely to waste. Yeah. Um, Not to waste, okay, I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. But then on the flip side, you've seen it with people who aren't actually all that talented. Yeah. And, or are pretty average. And, because they know the right person or they get in front of people and people end up yeah bang it's a big song and you're like it's not even that good you know (laughs) it's just it's just out there that they've just marketed it well yeah um uh i'm losing it is a really good example of that yeah granted great tech house song yeah props chris lake but (laughs) like that's a bandwagon song man and that's kind of like a good example of how like trend and culture and well you look at like fisher dropped it at coachella and then teased it for all those months exactly. and it was so big at coachella and everyone's like whoa look at this like you know yeah. like the little teaser of it at coachella and it's like whoa, what is this tune when's it you know and Very it's just clever. that yeah yeah totally clever and Very people clever. trying to do remixes of it just off hearing it and stuff you know like, and his whole persona and everything is great like and really yeah sells that but that's just an example of kind of how the marketing side of things really, really, really helps. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I just think pitching it out to a few people that I think I've like specifically researched who I think would be right for my music. And if yeah. they don't want it, who cares? I'm just going to release it myself. Yeah. Anyway. It's so easy to do ind- independent releases these mm. days. Like, you know, so many um, distribution platforms and things mm-hmm. that you can easily sign up and, and use, you know. So do you do that yourself? As in, like, independent stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've used, like, um, the Amuse app for a few things, just yep. for free ones I just want to put out. Um, mm-hmm. Works all right. Um, n- it doesn't, doesn't go on, like, Beatport or anything, but you still get on Spotify, okay, yeah, yeah, no, iTunes, different. Yeah. Apple Music and all that. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, a lot of my stuff now I'm with High Tech um, Records, which is a like, local yes, Brisbane one. that's right, yeah. So that's cool to just have them help support and sort of push it and sort of maybe hit some different... Running a label is hard, man. Like, yeah. So if you've got someone who knows what they're doing, yeah, that's, that's great. Well, yeah, Tommy was on uh, the second episode, <laughs> and right. um, yeah. and yeah, he uh, we had a really good chat about that, like running, you know, running the label and what yeah. he's doing, and and you know, like he's not really in it for for the money. It's more like helping people out. That's and cool stuff. That's yeah, exactly so he's, what we were talking about before. Doing yeah, it for the love of it, man. Yeah. Like, so and he's involved. so he's all about um like you know putting any profits that they make, putting it back into the you know into the label and and, and local like talent and stuff mm-hmm. but also like you know if it's mastering or mixing getting local guys to do that like not sending it to mm. you know to the states or or whatever like yeah. getting local brisbane or australian people to do all of that stuff there's plenty of talent here and people just like go oh yep i gotta go to la 
Like, yeah. no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, Especially you these don't. days, you know, with it, you know, it's so... There's some hidden gems out there, man. Oh. Um, and it's, and people, like, are willing to learn and willing to do it. Especially in, you know, like, students and things. Yeah. That, of, everyone's willing to learn. And that's what I was thinking about when you are first kind of producing. That yeah. I got a lot from was spending time with other people that like me that were learning like yeah the same just like so you big, just yeah. shared secrets and all these kinds of things and yeah it's just so helpful to see oh so like if you go around it this way that might actually be a little bit more that's effective. where you pick up the gold because like last week johnny was talking about such uh sorry um parallel compression <laughs> and he was like yes. oh i learned it at sae but i never knew when i should be using it they like explained how to do it yeah. he's like well, when do I use it? And it wasn't until he like met someone who was like, "Oh, this is what I use parallel compression for my drums and my yeah. bass and you know the main elements." And then he, it like clicked. He's like, "Oh, sweet! That's when I you know." So you can learn yeah. the technical stuff, but you really need to like learn the in practice. Yeah, the other <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the practical stuff, I guess. To... And yeah, and that's that's from having literally burying your face in your DAW and yeah. learning the shit out of it. Sorry. Yeah, but like. No, oh, dude, you can swear. Don't okay, sorry, <laughs> You I can like, totally swear. <laughs> it's a podcast, it. man. You can okay. say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm trying to be a little bit, you know. Yeah. But yeah, nah. like, you just, you really, yeah, any of these kinds of things, you're just going to pick up from being in yeah, in the thing for hours. And, like, I, I didn't understand that as well as I do now. Yeah. It's literally, like, with anything, if you don't put the hours in, you're not going to get anywhere. Like, yes, okay, most people that start, anything that they're kind of good at have a bit of talent to begin with yeah but i seen something it was like um i don't know hard work beats talent if talent doesn't work hard yeah yeah and it's like so true yeah because it's like yeah you may have that little sparkle that you're naturally good at something mm -hmm. but if there's someone out there that's hungrier than you they're gonna like yeah get it so i was like you know what Kind of what? What's the alternative? Do I really want to be good at this, or do I not? So it's yeah, like, dive in or don't. <laughs> yeah, I had like a, a light bulb moment a few years ago where I was like, you know, I would tell everyone, oh yeah, I produce, I'm a producer, but I wasn't really making much music. I wasn't putting the hours in, and then I just went to sort of thought to myself, oh, if I'm not actually producing, am I really a producer? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. why am I telling people this? And it was like a light bulb. Where I was like. I need to do so much more work. I need to actually produce if I want to be a producer. Yeah. You know? And it seems simple as a concept, but it's yeah. like, you're right. Mm. You just like, I don't know, maybe maybe it's this kind of scene. I've noticed a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I'm a DJ or, you know. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Mm. Like, oh, you're a DJ. But like, I, you know, you are what you are and you are what you call yourself. But you're right. If you don't kind of if you're not actually doing what you say you're doing, yeah. <laughs> if what's coming, like, actually your actions are not mapping what your intentions are, yeah, man, you're going to go south. Yeah. Um, I think that, yeah, that's a big learning curve that I got straight out. Yeah, yeah. Was kind of like, you you know, you people may have said, yeah, you're like, you've got talent or, you know, you're a good producer. Mm. But it's like, yeah, it doesn't mean that, yes, you're, like, going to make it right now yeah. and stuff. And there's a whole lot of learning to the whole process of being able to write and sit down and have a, a concept in your head. To be able to put it into practice is so difficult. Yeah. You come so up with difficult. the idea. You can hear, like, it's, you can hear an awesome song in your head. And you're like, oh, 
I need to figure out how to put that into the yeah. computer and 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 do it. Yeah, and that's yeah, like you just don't think of that when you're first sitting down to produce. And a lot of people get caught up in the whole like fire out. I've been at this for hours and hours, and I'm getting bloody nowhere. Still sounds like shit, and like nobody. I'm not Martin Garrix. You know, it's like calm down, man. Like this takes ages. It and starts like, like that. You've eh? got to expect that you're gonna sound like Mario Kart or like you know, yeah, old school kind. It of Sounds Nintendo like it's coming from a computer. Like it yeah. sounds like it was made on a computer. Yeah. You're like, how do they make it so it doesn't sound like it's from yeah. a computer? Like you know. But slowly you get there. You, you like do, you said, yeah. you pick up those little, little tips and tricks from people. And sometimes it's someone you're with in person. Sometimes it might be a tutorial, or you mm-hmm. know, you pick up like little bits like that. We actually point. do. We actually do a really cool thing called Diffuse Sessions, mm-hmm. um, which is where we get maybe uh, five different producers, all different genres or whatever. I did see this. Yeah. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we all get in the studio have a few beers, everyone brings like tracks or if they've got a laptop can plug in, bring your projects That's and we wicked. sort of show each other our tunes and pe- you can give in-person feedback and you can sort of go, oh, I would do this and I oh, like have that. you tried doing this? And um, like the last one we did, um, Harry, like Oddmob That's came right. and yep. he was just like a wizard. He's like, oh man, you should, you know, you should try to use this, use the pitch shift on that bass line and like, and mix it in. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like, oh man, I never thought about using like the pitch shift like that, you know, just little, these him little and, things. Like, him and Craig make a uh, bad computer, make me want to quit producing oh, like, every yeah. single time I listen to any of their stuff. Yeah. I'm like, far out, man. Just, can you put out a bad song already? Yeah. But, um. But he's so quick yeah. too. He was like, we were like in here and he's like, oh yeah, you can do this. Like, I'll just open up a new project. And he just like, just in serum in like you know, a couple of seconds, he's just, like, whipping around with the mouse, moving shit, Drawing stuff and doing out, stuff, yeah. and then and then he's just like, oh, yeah, bang, and it's just like, man, that's way better than anything I've <laughs> ever made, and you made it in two minutes, and it's like, and I remember just, like, turning around, and, like, like there's, like, three guys at the back of the room, and eyes are just, like, why, just, like, yeah. how did he just do that, like, and, like, you know. Mm, but, but that, yeah, that man's been doing it for a long time, yeah. and that shows, like, how... This grind will pay off. Yeah, actually, if and you it, yeah, it takes time. time. Yeah, um, one of my mates uh, when I first got into production, and he'd been doing it for a while. Butters, I don't know if you yes, know Butters. Um, he was like, "Oh man, it's a can of worms, right?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man. As soon as you open it, it's like there's just so much keeps it's coming insane. out. It's like so much to learn and and man, you know, get yeah. better at." Mm-hmm. And you, one thing you touched on earlier was like tutorials. Yeah. Um. People don't use YouTube enough. Oh, the school of YouTube is amazing. <laughs> I owe like majority of my production yeah. to YouTube. Yeah, of course. Um early days, yeah, like and like coming through, I had initially a few um lessons with Nick Gillia. Oh yep, Nick, yep. Legend. Um and he like he really helped me kind of like just look at it production a whole lot of different way. And just yeah. he really helped me with kind of focusing what I wanted to do and helping me out with a lot of stuff. Um, but other than that, man, apart from other producers, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. So much free stuff on there. Yeah. Like, amazingly, like, people are wicked producers, but all they do is make YouTube videos. Yeah. Or, like, all they do is want to, like, do something else, but they occasionally chuck some advice up on something. Yeah. And it's like, that advice is gold. Yeah. But they just haven't chosen to go down that music career or make it. Yeah. And it's on YouTube for free. Yeah. Like, 
Far out, man. Any question I have, oh, how do I do that? Type yeah. into YouTube and it's there within some Yeah, months. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so if we go back, like maybe like how you started, like did you start as a producer or a DJ or what was the, like, how'd you get into music? Did you play instruments growing up or? Yeah. So like my, I've always been musical yep. like since young and um, my grandmother was kind of like the one that really pushed music on me. And uh, my father's musical, he was in a band when he was younger. And I've always kind of just been a loved music and that kind of thing. Yeah. Grew up playing drums. Drummer, um, yeah, yeah. Did a bit of saxophone in my time. Sick, yeah. Um, and these kinds of things, piano, taught myself guitar, bass. I just yeah. I just loved it and wanted to learn. So yeah. I was just teaching myself whatever. Through school, I was really heavy into jazz, man. Like, yeah. Sweet. Time. I used to play trumpet, man. So That's I'm full ice playing yeah. jazz. I loved it. And, and, Honestly, and it was blues my life. and all that. Yeah, it was my life, and I became very good. Like I shouldn't say like that about myself, but I was good. Yeah. I got I got good at drums and jazz drumming and jazz um, drumming's so cool too because there's so much like swing and flavor to things. Like yeah, it's kind of like being a rhythm section in a jazz band. Like I really got the feel of the rhythm and yeah. the whole kind of working together as a rhythm section, and um and then seeing how how uh the soloists and the like the horns and stuff and whatever would just lose themselves in their solo and it would be so free form but so expressive and like just um, there's something incredible about jazz man and it's like that's instilled in me from doing hours of jazz yeah and um, i think some of the best like actual musicians are jazz musicians like out. and totally even, like Hip hop is really in, like so much is influenced by jazz like, yeah, initially. So totally, it kind of it was a big part for me, and um, I was in lots of bands playing jazz through school. Then got older, got into when sort of like festivals started for me was when I was like first coming of age to go to festivals. Started getting involved in that, and I was going, "Hang on a second, like." You don't have to be a wizard at playing an instrument. All you yeah. have to do is stand up there, push a couple of buttons, and you can like you have this insane ability to control everyone's emotion. Obviously, I learned further than that opinion. Yeah. Like first up, and I was like, okay, it's a bit more than pushing buttons. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was intrigued by the music more so. Yeah. And everybody like can relate to that kind of old school EDM. Yeah, sound. What years are we talking here? When you say old school, what? okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> so, yeah, because it's hard to. I'm only twenty six. Yeah. Um. So, I'm talking kind of two thousand and ten. Yeah. Okay. That's when you still to, had two thousand and eight to two thousand yeah. like twelve. It's like yeah. those. They were just golden years. Of well, that's about when I started DJing as well. So for me, that was, you know, and that's when you had all those really cool, I always talk about the Ministry of Sound albums. Fully. Ministry of Sound. All that yeah. stuff, you know, it wasn't EDM like it is now. And, and like every tune on those albums was like totally different to yeah. the next tune. Whereas yeah. like now, like a lot of the music you hear is like similar. There's similar themes. or or sim thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas back then it was like every track was totally different. Like they didn't sound anything like like the last one. Um, so yeah, I really love that era as well. So, so you started like then were you de DJing around that time or that's just no. when you started listening to No, that's that when music? I got into electronic music and, yeah. um, a friend of mine had, uh, somehow come across Ableton yeah. through some sort of thing that music, oh yeah, there's this thing called Ableton and you can write music and I was, he goes, oh, it's sick. 
come around, we'll have a jam. He showed me like a bits and pieces of it. Anyway, I got myself a copy of Ableton. Yeah. And what year is this? Oh, good question. I was at uni studying to be a physio. Oh, dude, I studied to be a physio. <laughs> no way, that's crazy. Um, yes, so probably 2010. Yeah. Um, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Started a bit in Pro Tools and then moved into Ableton. Mm-hmm. And, good, um, good choice for producing. Yeah, Pro Tools, man. Pro Tools is great for mixing, but like producing, it's producing, so clunky. Yeah. It takes you like takes you like 10 minutes to do something you can do in five seconds you know? yeah, <laughs> but to, like... be, to be fair though i wasn't kind of production minded by then to, yeah to understand you're just tools. sort of playing it i playing was just around. like record live instruments how do we do that all right pro tools Sweet. yeah and um yeah so i got involved with ableton got myself a copy and pretty much from then on was trying to replicate and remix and bootleg anything that took my fancy from then yeah on. um i then sent oh sorry this was for a couple of years. I then got to um, 2015. Yep. And I saw the Your Shot thing. Yep. Come and be a DJ, la da 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 da. Because I was like, oh, okay, how do I get involved in this? I need to be in the industry. I need to yep. find some people that know what they're talking about mm. and I need to get involved. So I entered Your Shot and I was like, I produce a bit, I write a bit of music. But um, yeah. I don't do anything. I need to play this. So did your shot. Played a fully like tacky as EDM electro. That was sort of that, set. that was the total vibe at that stage. So that man, that was popular. But yeah. like, still looking back, man, I wish I'd done Cringe, something different. Yeah, Cringe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think like, we all do that about like the first music. We used it's to not. Play, it's, yeah. It wasn't a stadium sellout. Put it that way. Yeah. So what the hell was I doing playing big room? But anyway, <laughs> yeah. it was it was fun and exhilarating, and I learned a lot, and I met a lot of good people. Yeah. And subsequently met Nick. Yeah, I think I remember that year because I was um, doing some of the head promotion stuff at Family that year, mm. um, and yeah, I remember um, Nick like got us into the to the Your Shot thing. So yeah. I was like, oh, let's, let's come along and talk to people and like yeah. hang out. And I remember going in and um, I don't remember seeing you, but I mean, how would I remember? Look, like, yeah, did, there was did you look there. same as now? Like, did you have dreads no, and uh, stuff? Well, I had um, I had long hair and I had a few dreads in there, but <coughs> definitely not the same. I was yeah. probably a bit fatter then too, <laughs> drinking a lot. But yeah. um, no, so yeah, I I uh, was in your shot and um, met Nick, and then I basically sent him a few of my ideas, and he goes, "Man, you're actually not that bad. Like you've obviously yeah. put a bit of time into this already. Um, I'd be happy to help you out." Yeah, worked with him a bit, and then just started producing and um, stuff from there. I didn't initially DJ too much. I started doing house parties with uh, Billy. Jim Billy, Horn. yeah. I want to talk about that in a minute, how like we sort of kind of met, but yeah. Yeah, so that, um, so Billy. Um, shout out to Billy. Is he still down in Tasmania? Yeah, man. He's still Did... in Tassie. I'm hoping he's coming back soon. Oh, really? I miss he's, him a lot. It's on yeah. the cards. Yeah, yeah. Do, <laughs> you, do you ever, because you go down there and play sometimes? I've well, not at the down, moment. But... I've been down there twice. I've been fortunate enough yeah. to play in Tasmania twice. And yeah. um, both times was spent with Billy and um, he helped me sort it all out. And yeah. he's a wizard with that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so he, like, him and I DJed house parties. 
formal yep. after parties, 18th, 21st. Anything party procedures wasn't that party the, procedure was the party was, procedure was the the, the, name. the name yeah which uh, Billy is still carrying on and holding strong in Tassie yeah holding residences and um I think he's going to start trying to push that a fair yeah, bit cool. so good on him yeah um but otherwise we would do that and bro going six hours eight hours back to back yeah with a case of beers. Like you so get, much fun too. It's <laughs> so much fun, and, and yeah, you you learn so much and get way better. We got we it, got yeah. so good because you just like you just not so good, but so like confident, maybe yeah, confident and um, comfortable with the decks. Yeah, we had nine hundred, so like brick waveforms. Yeah, like not nexuses. Got to use Alcohol your ears. Gets spilt on them all yeah. time. We would use the RX as well. Billy had an RX. It's like been beaten up from all these parties. Yeah. But we would just mix into the early hours of the morning every weekend and learn hip hop to trap to yeah. EDM to everything. It's so good to cut your teeth on that kind of a vibe where you're like, because like, you know, I used to do heaps of like um small bars and stuff mm. where the vibe would change over the night. So you, you get to learn all the different kinds of music and how you can move from one genre to another. Yeah. And, 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 <clears throat> and that comes back to help when you're, maybe at a house party or just hanging out at a place and there's just a heap of DJs and you're all like playing tunes because then yeah. you can like you can just go back to back. It's not like, oh, I can't mix into that because I need to do house. Yeah. It's like, you're like, I know, I know, I know how to go from yeah. that to this it's and how to slowly bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's so much fun doing that mm-hmm. kind of thing where you're just hanging around and vibing and playing tunes. Like, Yeah, I totally agree. And it, I encourage anybody to do that. Yeah. Go and like throw yourself into just... And those long sets too. Long well, you have sets. to because you got to know your library of music. Then you got to read the crowd. You got to be able to read the crowd. Like yeah. that teaches you to go. Oh, these people like this, and these people yeah. like that. And even though I don't like that song, everybody likes it. Yeah. So and then it. you go. Oh, I know some other songs that are like that. That I know now that I like. Yeah. It taught so me to go. Figure it out. It taught me to tell myself to shut up. Yeah. And like, play what the people want. Yeah. Like simple as that, man. Like we were playing remixes of stuff that I was like. Why are we even doing this? But everyone loved it. And that's the point. Yeah. Is like That's your job as a DJ is to kind of do that. Yeah. I remember a principle that someone uh, taught me years. I can't remember who when I was like first starting out. It's, they call it like the circle, uh, the, the rule of threes. Yes. You play one song for the crowd, one for you, and one for both of you. So I every like three that. songs, okay. you sort of, you make sure there's one that you know they're going to love. Mm-hmm. And then you play one that, you know, that, that you love that maybe they'll love. Yeah. And then like the third one or and you can mix them up, whatever order. And then the third one's like one you know they'll love and that you love as well. Which yeah. it keeps it interesting for you as well. Like Fully, it keeps yeah. you engaged. So yeah. I think that's what when I started DJing, I was playing warm up sets and things, like yeah. actually into clubs. I got myself into the Met promoting as a lot of people do, you just gotta get yourself involved yeah. and um started landing myself some sets. And started playing, and basically my production got me over the line. Yeah. Because I was an overly social kind of person, big following. Unfortunately, you had to be bringing people in to get sets, yeah. and that's just the way that the industry works yeah. early on. But I just could I lived a long way away in the Redlands, like, took yeah. ages to get to into the valley, so I couldn't bring 50 mates with me to a gig. Yeah. And um, I basically was just playing warm-up sets, closed sets, and then as soon as I started producing, I would just make my own edits. So drop yeah. something that everyone knows into my drop. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, like we can start building something here. Yeah. And um, just started making my own edits, started making my own tracks. 
and um, essentially I kind of was DJing and I was like, all right, what's the next step? Like I started yeah. to get into DJing. I was like, all right, well, you know, now people who produce and DJ kind of can take this on the road. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well, I want to look for some work in the industry a bit more. I yeah. want to get paid in this industry. Yeah. What can I do? And I found a job being a booking agent. For um, a few people through Apex Agency on the Gold oh, Coast, cool. yeah, which was cool. I was there for about six months, I think, um, and they taught me a lot. They taught me heaps about kind of the way bookings run, like even yeah. just contacting venues, the way you way you talk to somebody and yeah. get someone interested and sells your artist and try and book a tour and yeah. the, the logistics that goes into that, which is crazy, mm. so crazy, yeah. Um, and then subsequently through that, you build relationships with venue owners. That's what I was going to say. You would have obviously got some cool like connections. So that, that. And honestly, man, that's it. That's the yeah. bottom line is the only reason I was able to go on tour apart from obviously having some kind of repertoire because yeah. you have something to show them and they're yeah. going to be like, yeah, that's, that's cool. That yeah. will work with us because I had a lot of people say no. Yeah, of course. But. You got to pitch out and go be like, look, I'm confident in what I do. This is what I'm doing. I'm setting up between these dates. These are the dates I've got available. Are you interested? Yeah. This is my fee. Yeah. And um, building those personal relationships helped me tour. Yeah. <laughs> and now you've like toured like all around the country, really. Hey. I have. Um, anything international? Have you gone over to, like New Zealand? Or I haven't anything? played. I've. Well, I've been international. I haven't, yeah. I haven't officially played internationally. Yeah. And um, that doesn't necessarily bother me. I think I'm super grateful to be even able to have played around the country. And yeah, that's awesome. Like, to do something like that. And I mean, it only, you know, it takes takes time to to break out to international anyway, you know. Like, it's something you'd have to, you have to start, you know, in Australia yeah. before you can go international. It's, um yeah. So the thing I learned through doing bookings and touring yeah. is that especially in Australia, I'm going to talk for Australia like, because that's what I know Yeah, is that everything is controlled by friendship or relationship groups or circles. Yeah. And like, that's the way everything runs in life. Yeah. But it's who, you know, not what, you know, exactly. <laughs> it's such like, a, such a like corny saying, but it's so true. It's unreally true. Like yeah. it's, it's so far beyond true. It's not funny. And like basically there's a few like I'm not gonna talk about anybody like bad mouth talk up anybody or yeah anyone, yeah yeah but basically there's like certain agencies um that control venues yeah and totally yeah I understand and that. the way that runs is that like the venues will only book artists based on those rosters and the ones that they're mates with and then often like say for example your group of venues or your agency controls this particular amazing venue yeah. and mine controls this particular amazing and venue. And they're in competition or something? Either they're in competition or they're in different states or different parts okay. that they can't get to. Yeah. They'll be like, look, if you put my artists through your venues, we'll put your artists through right. my venues. Yeah. It's like a trade. A trade. Yeah. And um, basically that's a relationship thing. That's yeah. not, that doesn't matter who the hell yeah. you are or what the hell you've done, sadly. Yeah. That just means yeah. like, look, this is good for us and this is the leverage we're going to use yeah. and we're going to set this up. And you see it when you look at tour posters, you go, 
bang, bang, bang. These are all the same venues. These are all the same venues. Like yeah. they're working with this person. And I didn't see that until I worked in bookings and realized yeah. who was running what. Yeah. Um, now, that's that's inevitable. You're never going to beat something like that. Yeah. But Unless you're just massive. You become massive, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Sorry, yeah but mean, that's like, you know, yeah. that that's when you start getting like international. That's when the international talk. Okay, you know? yeah, yeah. We're talking people who are in the B and C rung. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Like people like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People like, I can, I know what I'm doing when I go to a venue and I can put on a good party. Yeah, yeah. But. I'm not going to be having people lining up out the door going, holy crap, Art Supplies is playing tonight. Yeah. I get, might get a few, but yeah. I'm not going to sell the venue out. And that's yeah. what that's what people, like everybody knows Will Sparks. Like Will Sparks sells out a venue wherever he goes, so he can mm. charge whatever he wants. And he like he has. it doesn't matter where he wants to play, people yeah. will take him. Yeah. So once you reach A level, yeah. you're kind of... Which is like an elite oh, it, crew, it, it, you it's, know? It's like not everyone's going to be able to do that. The only key to that is well like in in kind of in general speaking is, is producing is being able to have songs yeah. people and people want to know you the only other ways i've like there's not many other ways i've seen people get well known other than writing their own music maybe it's like who who is ghosting, like but. who is like massive that's just a dj yeah, see, These maybe days. the people that scratch and stuff but yeah yeah that, but usually they produce DJs. but they usually like will a lot of them will like produce as well or work with other people with production, yeah. you know, like, but then again, that's like the cream of the crop as far as like DJs, you know, mm. scratch DJs and like turntablers. And, all and that that's a different market though. Yeah. It's a mm, totally just, different thing. Yeah. You know, that's not really a club, like, like a dance club sort of yeah. vibe, you know? So it's, it, it is a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I just think like, from being involved in that and seeing how much you have to keep up the personal relationship thing if you're not in the AA grade, yeah, really kind of cemented the fact that I wanted to go home and sit in my studio over weekend and write my album more than be on the road. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you why. And it's like, I don't want to deter anybody from like wanting to tour and things like that because... Honestly, I'm so grateful for it, and I like would do it again. I yeah. would do it again. But oh, pro- you will probably, and I, pro- I hopefully yeah. will, and whether it be in the same capacity or not, um, I want to sell ticketed shows. I want people to be like, I'm coming to see Art Supplies. I know what his music's like. It connects with me, and I want to see him. I'm yeah. gonna pay good money to see him. Yeah. Whereas in a nightclub, you can rock up as a B or C grade kind of DJ, and you just again you're doing a job but the problem is you're doing a job that's not in your hometown and you don't have like especially me traveling by myself yeah you don't know anybody and as much as honestly i've met some amazing people on the road yeah so many great people and had so much fun like around the place it's just that the nightclub just is a little bit toxic for me yeah it can be yeah. the people that hang out at nightclubs like a lot of the time aren't necessarily all that amazing and inspiring. Yes. That sounds so bad to say that. I shouldn't say it. But no, I understand what you mean. I understand what you mean, though. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, look, for my personal happiness, spending all weekend on a plane or an airport or in the back of a car to play an hour and a half of music that's literally top 40 remixed into club tunes yeah. or whatever, 
like yes i love it and i'm grateful and i'm i've but i've taken from it what i need to take from it yeah yeah and i'm like now for the, like i said to you i always want to sit in my studio be happy you want to be an artist i want to be an artist yeah, you, yeah. dj kind yeah. of and and like i was talking to uh fidel last week um in here on the podcast and he was sort of saying like there's no secrets anymore to djing mm-hmm. like all the tunes are out there so it's like, what are you going to be able to bring? You know, like anyone yeah. can do that. Yeah. So it's about making that next step is like you said, production and being able to You're make right. your own music and you or know a you, live show. Of yeah, sorts, yeah. You and know. you can, but you can make something that oh, no one else has this. This is mine. You know, mm. and, and just see yeah. people love that. That's you're right. That's what production can give you is that standout element. Really, yeah. Like as a DJ, you're never going to kind of break that next level without. A live show or performance of some sort or, um, yeah, putting music out that people yeah. go, yep, that's him and I want to go see him, you know? Yeah. So, oh man, it's, it's a tricky business, but it's kind of something that I'm, I've been reevaluating. Yep. I thought, yep, that's exactly what I want. And then gone, hang on. Yeah. Like it didn't actually make me that happy. And that's why I, I bit back at you a little bit earlier about yeah, the yeah. whole kind of being happy thing. And I yeah. was like, it does, like for me, I've had to learn that even though, Sometimes I've got a packed dance floor, busy yeah. as anything club, thousand people wall to wall, or there's like hardly anybody there. Yeah. I could still get a lot of enjoyment out of playing to that one person. Or and I was like, it doesn't. The crowd could be going wild, but I might not be having fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of like I had to go back to me having fun, and that's it. Will be playing it, but my own music. Yeah, know? that's what I mean. The the end goal is to have that packed dance floor going off. To your own music, that, yeah, that you singing, love singing my lyrics or something. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to you. Like, that's yeah. that's that's crazy stuff, and that energy is um something that I'd like, I'd love to achieve. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like you said, go to the process, and I'm going yeah. back to back to basics and going. I love music. This is what I want to do, and that's it. Yeah, so I'm gonna go hard at. It. Oh, that's so good to hear, man. That's that's um that's like almost inspiring to to hear that that you're like. You've almost rediscovered the love for music. Yeah, it yeah. really is that. Like, well, no, no so yeah, well, it is rediscovered. rediscovering. Like you've, rediscovered, you've already, yeah. you know, you you discovered it years ago when you first heard it, and then you did the whole, um, you know, what people would call a successful, you know, I just time. did what, yeah, I did what was kind of the done thing. Yeah, if that's what you kind of yeah. wanted to do, and yeah. And the but the whole idea of EDM and the whole idea of a DJ has changed in that time as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like you said, we're now we're at a point where if you don't have a live show, if you don't have extra things to bring, you're not. You're just like everyone else. You yeah. don't stand out, and because it's oversaturated, like we, we were saying, how how do you stand out? Like you know, from the crowd. Yeah, that's something that you just really have to think about if you if you're really seriously wanting to make it. Yeah. A career. Yeah. You have to be different and do it from the start. That's what I like about people like Harry or Craig, like Bad Computer. It's kind of yeah. the like Craig, for instance, is what he taught me. I um I met him at the Met. He was playing after me, and we had a little chat. Ended up realizing that we both produced, and I went around to his house before he'd started his Bad Computer project. Yeah. And we were sharing tunes, and I was like, "Holy fuck, this guy's a wizard!" Anyway, he um, 
he basically said to me like he would put out on a second SoundCloud channel all of his ideas and just things until he figured out his sound and his concept. And he was getting feedback from people, random people on the second SoundCloud account that would give him the opportunity to kind of mold his sound a bit. But then he got his sound and started building the concept before releasing it. Yeah. And he was like spending hours producing before he released it. Yeah. And I said earlier, like, I'm all for releasing stuff as soon as you make it, no matter what it's like. Yeah. But I love his tactic about putting it on a second SoundCloud channel, not going hard under a brand until you know that that, like, that source is cooked properly. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. It needs... People need to go. You develop the brand yum. before you. <laughs> you develop the brand before you put it out there. You know. Yeah, you gotta have like, a product yeah. before people go and buy it. Yeah, essentially, and that's kind of like that's something that I learned because you've you've got very short attention span in this market. Someone yeah. looks at you and goes, "Oh, that was shit." He doesn't know how to produce, and they won't give you another chance. Yeah, first impressions um, kind of thing. Yeah, first impressions count, but above that, relationships. Yeah. <laughs> again. Yeah, it all comes again. back to that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I want to. I want. I want to know a little bit because, like, we, you know, we've do, we, you know we've dived deep into a little bit of music. Yeah, I want to know a little bit about like some of your other stuff because because I know that you know you you've got your garden. I see yeah. you you're working on your garden, and I've got some yeah. chili seeds to um oh, to I'm give so you later grateful. on. This is oh, like, some cool different best, yeah little um you're amazing little chili seeds. But like, what? How has that always been something you've been into? Like growing vegetables and stuff or is it just a new sort of thing you've just sort of Um, found or what (laughs) interesting question but my grandmother again was very big into her garden okay and growing up i was like um each one of her grandchildren had a tree and we got to plant a tree when we were younger so cool and now that tree like flourishes in her garden and um she was always growing stuff and making jams and so what kind of tree is your tree that you honestly i don't know i don't even know know what my own tree is but it's um it's in the uk so it's okay different it's not here so yeah yeah it's different um climate over there but recently i got into gardening because i've only sort of found my own place like properly my home base and gone yep okay i'm happy to stay here for a little while It's got a great backyard. Yeah. Um, I mean, you need that to be growing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, I'm just big on nature anyway. I love to get outdoors and um, enjoy the beauty that we have. Yeah. And kind of, I don't know, something about life and and nature fascinates me so much. Yeah. Um, and I love that kind of escape into the garden, and um, I just wanted to try and create a little place of. A bit of sanctuary, yeah. Bit of time out of the studio, a little passion project, yeah. And I encourage everybody to garden because it's the best thing ever. Yeah, it actually is. It's so good. You can just potter around and get some. So, what do you? What have you got in your garden at home at the moment? Like, what are you growing? Well, the first thing I sort of really started with was sunflowers. Oh, I've I seen your sunflowers. Yeah. yeah, they look awesome. So I just planted a whole bunch of sunflowers, and they got really big and really awesome. So I went hard into sort of vegetables and other kinds of things. Um, Stuff you can actually eat. And, yeah, yeah, so I, I have everything from like cucumbers, tomatoes, capsicum, lettuce, spinach, like yeah. all carrots, everything, like all the kind of the basics yeah, that you would yeah. see in the kind of thing. And I'm just learning where they work best in my house and yeah. and what kind of sun yeah, and what you kind of grow and you can like you can um because I'm in you know I love gardening and stuff as yes, well yes. um and used to be like a groundsman That's so, so um, cool. 
Um, yeah, and you find like companion um, yeah. plants, you know, that you can. I had no can, idea about that. Yeah, you like, grow them next to each other and they, you know, they give the, you know, nutrients for this or they bring, you know, you know, you can put marigolds and flowers around and the bees mm. will pollinate the fruits and vegetables. But that's, that's exactly why I'm so fascinated about it is because. Yeah, it's a whole life, ecosystem. You can build an ecosystem. Like actually, yeah, you're right. Life in general is just an insane thing to be alive to have things like plants and things that all have this interconnectedness between everything. Yeah. Like that's the kind of the whole level I'm going on my album stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that everybody's connected and everyone's kind yeah. of on the same, you know, we all feel the same things. We're all human. We're yeah. all like, everyone's connected to this nature thing and to be part of it and to create these, like I said, ecosystems and have, um, see the, how one plant, talks to another and like how positive feedback to what and telling your plants you love them yeah. makes them grow better yeah like people go you're crazy but it's yeah. not it's it's true and it's there's some true. research like actual clinical research out there about Look it that, up. where it, they've like, actually works. done that kind of stuff good and, energy yeah. is a thing and it helps yeah. like it actually helps we know, don't understand it fully yet but it is a thing like you know like Mm, yeah. it definitely is it's we're getting there you know things like um meditation and yeah. psychedelic science all these kinds so are of you things. are you big into like meditation and all that kind of thing or do you have anything do you meditation, do any of that stuff oh, look meditation i find within production yeah to okay. a certain extent and exercise and nature and things like this i'm i have a pretty good handle on my own kind of being able to meditate and take myself away from stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, that's kind of me. So you don't sit down and specifically meditate and go, I'm going to no. meditate now, but you've got things that you do that you get into that sort of state. Yeah, where exactly yeah. right. And music's a big one. Like people can understand when you're listening to music, you can just drift with the music and yeah. not think about it and then go, well, I just listened to that whole song and didn't think about a thing. I always talk about like a flow state. Do you know about flow yeah, state? Yeah. yeah, where you like time just goes out the window and you're totally immersed in what you're doing, and then 100%. you look at you, you look at you look at the your watch and you're like, oh man, I've been here for like five hours. Yeah. I fe it feels like I've been here for twenty minutes. You if know? you can reach that timeless state, doing yeah. anything, yeah, you're in a good you're in a good place. Yeah. So that's that's me really. If I yeah. find those points, um, and like I do. Outside of music, I do a lot of disability support work. I was going to ask about that because I see you with, is it Sean? That yeah. Like, so I see you, you're always having like cool trips places and, oh, and, man, and you guys it. always yeah. look like you're having the best time as well. Like it looks awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's so important to me. Yeah. I mean. How did you get into that? Well, I was, I, you know, I was doing physiotherapy. Yeah. At, um, at uni and running full-time personal training. Okay. Through, yeah. Yeah. Through uni. So I was studying full-time uni, running a full-time PT business. And learning how to produce at the same time. Yeah. So I got into PT and I just got involved with a couple of kids with disabilities. Yeah, so I'm, cool. I was kind of... Well, that matches up with physio as well, you know, because you learn yeah. some of that, you know, you learn a lot of and that I stuff. And I just, I just seemed to click with them, you know. I For yeah. some reason, I just clicked with them. They liked me. I, I enjoyed the work. Yeah. So I subsequently left personal training to pursue kind of more music-orientated stuff. Yeah. Um, when I was getting a bit more money from that. So then a couple of the people asked me, do you want to, do you want to still work with us? Do you want to come outside? Do you want to hang out and do some care or support work rather than yeah. just like exercise? Yeah. So, um, so I started that with Sean and that was like, yeah, 
Well, I started working with him like 10 years ago. Oh, really? So it's been that long? It's been ages, Oh, that's man. so awesome, and, man. Um, now I, I actually really love, like, whenever I see, like, your little, like, um, you know, Instagram videos stories and, stuff, and stuff, and stuff. Yeah. like the best things that I see is when you guys are like hanging out and doing stuff and I'm just man. like, see him like smiling and so having yeah. a great time. And like that, just like seeing that just makes me smile. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's like, so, so awesome. You're right, bro. And that's like, that's a big part of why. I do and again, that. it's that connection. It know? is these like people with a disability to be able to get over something so debilitating and still be so happy all the time yeah. is super inspiring. Yeah. They can find happiness in the smallest of places. And like for me, working mm. with those kinds of people, coming back from a nightclub environment where everyone's kind yeah. of just like, oh, I can't wait to get away from the world, get drunk and just like forget about yeah. everything. And then coming back to these people that are living hell like most days because yeah. of what they have to go through but they are still so happy yeah and they find so much happiness in what they do and yeah. like for me to like to have that work like i mean i need to earn money so you need to do something i would be in yeah. the studio all day every day if i could be yeah um as we all would but since <laughs> finding this work like it's the most rewarding job i yeah. could possibly see myself yeah. doing and like you said, I get to go on some amazing trips. Like, yeah, I get to go take them amazing places. Like, let's go learn this. Let's go to a museum. Let's go to like, yeah, on on an island. Let's go like wherever. Let's. I get see you guys there. like got rained on in the in the, in the bush. <laughs> yeah. yeah yesterday. Yeah. Oh man, we and just... I loved it where you said, um, um, oh, Sean said, oh, it'll pass, but. But I was like, oh, you know, we need to build a shelter. And but he was so like optimistic, like, oh, it'll pass. Yeah, like you know, we'll be fine. Like I, this is nothing. Yeah. And like that, just that optimistic, um, sort of attitude is and he so was refreshing. Right, too. He was right. It passed. But I spent, yeah, you know, I spent time putting together some sort of shelter out yeah. the thing to try and save us. But it's just like it's imp- It's the same as with anything. You've just got to go out there and make the effort to do something that's out of the ordinary or. Yeah that's going to make bring you joy and yeah spending time with these people just is like i go i learn so much from them like i want to be more like you yeah and like sounds weird to say that but i really do mm. because of the way they're so simply unassuming about things and the way that they teach me to see the world yeah so that gratefulness like that gratitude like and if you like i like i i talked about it not in my podcast i was on a friend's podcast which mm. is coming out in a few weeks I was talking about where I went to um, the World Scholar Athlete Games, which was like, um, it's it was like a world, it's about world peace. Cool. So they get people from all over the world. And I was sitting next to a guy who, you know, he, he has to run 10Ks to work, uh, sorry, wow. to, to school um, and, and 10Ks home and like village of 200, wow. they're going to pump their own water 5Ks away. That's crazy. You know, like that kind of stuff. And like just seeing that and then being like seeing how it's such a struggle for someone else makes you feel so grateful and happy yeah. about what you've got. Yeah. And so now, like, if I ever feel like um, when I get those feelings of, um, oh, I don't have what these other people have that I know and see, mm. I sort of, I, it makes me feel bad when I feel like that because I'm like, oh, but, like, these other people, like, I've got so much more to be happy about and optimistic and grateful for. Yeah. It's like, oh, like I almost feel bad for feeling yeah. That way because I'm like I owe it to these people because like they've got it, you know. Yeah. And I think it's right. probably a similar sort of thing that that you get from that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a like it's a change of perspective. Yes, definitely. And that's kind of oh man, like this world can get you so caught up in thinking a certain way. Yeah. And like 
and and my my favorite example is like if someone in your family or someone that you love gets sick, nothing else matters. Yeah, literally nothing else matters. Yeah. Like if if something serious happens, everything your latest pair of Yeezys means yeah. shit. Yeah, and it's like that kind of. Like at the end of the day, if you're gonna if you're gonna be worrying about what somebody yeah. thinks about you, like your shoes, like that's it's just kind of it's the wrong mindset to have. And yeah. these people that I get to spend time with don't worry about the disability that they have. No, it's not as if it's even if as if they don't really have it yeah. in their mindset. It's just like okay, just what can I it. do? What can yeah. I achieve? <laughs> yeah, um, and the willingness to at least try. Which yeah. is, it, no matter what people think, because everyone looks at like people with a disability and goes, "Well, they're out of the ordinary." It makes me feel a bit uncomfortable. But yeah. anyone that's different, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, just the ability for them to go like, "Who cares? I'm still me." Yeah, is a huge power, and you just have so much power from that yeah. to to go forward. Because they're so um authentically them. Yeah, you know, like they're not trying to put on a a. You know, a uh, a persona or anything. Yeah, you're not trying. You're not trying to please anyone or pretend to be yeah. anybody that you're not. And that's something that I've taken and could can ring true to anybody's. Yeah, you, like you really just have to follow who you, who you are and who's like and what's important to you. Yeah, in the in your like immediate kind of essentials. Yeah, like love, family, respect. Like these kinds of things are the core of everything. Not yeah. not. Yeezys. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think, honestly, like, that's something that I, um, you know, because we sort of, we talk about, like, you know, how we met through Billy, um, or we only really just, just met in person. I know. Um, and the funny thing is, I think I saw you at Capulet one time, at, like, to the side of the stage. Probably. but Because uh, I remember a guy with dreads, and then, like... <laughs> that's at, probably me. Well, I think it was you, and then, like, but I, it didn't click because I didn't know what you looked like or who you were or anything then. And then, like, later on, I was like, oh... That that's who that was, but yeah, yeah. Every time I've been to Capulet, I've been in the mood to dance. If yeah, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, and and yeah, Billy's always a good one to encourage. Um, yeah, a mood for dancing. So, um, we, yeah, I don't particularly remember too many Capulet times. Yeah, but man, like <laughs> that kind of whole vibe of the tech house and the family that was there. It was a good really, crew. Really creating a good scene. And yeah. And even just the internationals. And like, I used to meet, because when I was promoting there with Billy, yeah. I used to meet people who were internationals there and they would just come to speak to people yeah. to practice English. Oh, so they just crazy. wanted to like have chats to people. And I used to always say to them, look, if you can understand English Australians yeah. in, in a loud nightclub, you're um, doing well. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be fine, you know. And yeah, and you're right about loud like those that speaker system at Capital. The void is, system is it's oh, amazing. I, I don't know what's happening to it now that it's their closed, but I hope it stays around in Brisbane some I hope like I know someone needs to like take a hold of it and yeah, do yeah, something. It's just it. amazing. Um but what I was gonna say was the thing that um that really sort of drew me to be following all of what you're doing was that other the other stuff. Like, yeah, you know, as far as you know, I love all your music and yeah. that, but I sort of um and that's why I've always like sort of said to you, oh, we should catch up and collab yeah, and that because because yeah. I sort of I love that other side of you as well. Like, Thank you, man. I really like appreciate that. Um, you know, because I've sort of in the last maybe five six years been on a bit of a personal development mm. journey as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so like seeing someone who sort of maybe has some similar principles and things they appreciate yeah. is really awesome. 100%. Someone who's in the music industry because it's it's kind of rare in the music industry, like. 
a lot of people have big egos and, you know, nothing against them or anything. Like, I can totally yeah. understand why and, you know. You kind of um, need it in a yeah. way. But it's kind of rare to find people who are, like, down to earth, you know, into, like, you know. Yeah. How, how many um, artists or people in the industry do you know that do that kind of thing that you do with, <laughs> yeah. with disability work and stuff? Not it's, a lot. It's know? unique. Yeah, it is unique. And, like, you're right about that, man. Like, it's, for me, anybody that I connect with like you, are just people that I feel are generally a good person and have yeah. good intentions. Yeah. Um, they could be the most talented person on the planet, but they could be like the biggest dick of all time. Yeah. And kind of, you know, it doesn't matter where you where you've come from, where you are. Yeah. Everybody's human. Everyone's going through their own personal development. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going through their stuff, and it's like if. If I can lead by example or, you know, be my, like, I honestly, I'm just trying to be the best person I can be. Yeah. And then if that helps other people, yeah, that's a bonus. Yeah. And I know that being the way that I am will help me to connect with people who feel the same. Yeah, like exactly. You. So yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, I am, I'm happy with the people I'm going to run into, um, because of that kind of mindset. Yeah, exactly. You know? So yeah, I don't know. And I feel like it changes a lot of things for people. Like. On my mate's podcast, it's it's kind of a self development sort of personal growth podcast, mm-hmm. and he was um, we were talking about like once I got that positive mentality about myself and being positive and grateful about things, you actually start to notice things that are really good in your life, and you go, yeah. oh, like that's something that's been great and awesome in my life, but I've never really thought about how great it is. Yeah, and you sort of start seeing all these really positive and good things. Just because you're in that mindset that you yeah. maybe would never have seen if you weren't. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so a it's, perspective shift. Yeah, it yeah, it's totally it's all about like perspective and that. You yeah. just have to get some sort of way to shake you out of that. Yeah. Kind of and it's bubble. tough. Like it's like, you know, sometimes it takes an experience like for me going to the World School Athlete Games and yeah. and meeting those people or for you working with these kinds of people yeah. um, you know, who 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 have disabilities and things. So, yeah, same with old people, like hanging yeah. out with old people. Um yeah. they have a lot of uh regret or stories to tell yeah, you can, you can learn learn, of, learn, learn a lot of uh like just general life knowledge because at the end of the day when they're nearly on their deathbed they can tell you what actually matters yeah and they've been through lived through life like as many as much as you're like oh they're a grumpy old person it's like yeah, yeah okay they probably are but they know what it's like to go through like all of their life all of the things that so, you'll go through yeah. yeah and it's like it's not even it's like yes okay they may not understand the frustrations of an iphone yeah. but they know what it's like to feel what a human being feels yeah and how that to frustrated feeling yeah yeah so kind of like if you if you can have that kind of change of perspective or put yourself in a position where you can go you know what like the things that i have or whatever i'm doing in my life i'm blessed to have yeah and i'm grateful for it, it it's power it's, yeah it's a lot of power and it changes everything it does like mm-hmm. it really does like and it's it's so hard for people to you know you get in your head and you, you're just in your own bubble of what's going on you've got shit to do and yeah, you know and it's like screw these people they're always too happy it's like no yeah not. yeah no, no it's like there's no such thing as too happy like everyone's gonna be happy Everyone's gonna be sad. So it's not like all these people are perfect. Yeah, yeah. You have sad stuff going on. That's part yeah. of it. It's like everything's a sound wave. You're up. Yeah, I say that. Yeah, and, it's the same thing. It's, it's a like, sine wave. It's ups and downs. You've got to expect the ups. You've got to expect the downs. Cliche as hell, but yeah. everybody talks about it. So it's just like why ignore it? 
Yeah. If it's a cliche saying, it's because it's true. Yeah. It's like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Follow these kinds of things. If we go back to like the teaching, you're talking about like old people having something to teach. I remember you were doing yeah. like some tutorials and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, you I haven't seen any from you recently. Is it something yeah. you're not doing anymore or it's Look, just when I was doing it, yeah. I was probably in a point where I was like, Yeah, I'm like gonna run with this whole club thing and I'm Okay, like, yeah. I'm solid with where I'm at and I'm just gonna start pumping it. I just wanted something to do. Something to content. Content, yeah. stuff to like be putting out and focusing myself on doing a task, achieving something, and it being involved in music. So putting out a, a tip every week, which is what I did on my YouTube and stuff, on my Instagram, and yeah. that kind of thing. I was like, it forced me to A, learn the tip, so I knew exactly yeah, yeah. what the hell I was talking about. So you learned from it. So you learned well, yeah. from it, and then it forced me to, to kind of be busy and have something to produce each week. Yeah. Um. In the last maybe five six weeks, I've been starting to vlog like a yep. fair bit. Um, more just a documentation of my kind of mindset and yep. where I'm at at the moment and what I'm doing because I may not be doing that forever. So yeah. it's cool to look back on. Yeah, yeah, and especially with doing the album, like you can probably do a heap of cool stuff and just be like, oh, this is what I was thinking yeah. back pre-releasing yeah. the album. Yeah. So, um, it's yeah, it's a cool idea, but within that. I've been um, hitting up some production stuff. So if I'm like, oh, what do I talk about today? Or like, what am I doing today in the vlog? More importantly, it's yeah. not about going, oh, what should I talk about today? It's like, oh, what was on my mind? Or that turns into the content. Yeah. So if I was working on music and say, for example, one time I was working on vocals and I was playing around with uh, the CLA 76 from Waves. Oh. And beautiful compressor. And I was like playing around with it and just learning it a little bit more to do with it and stuff. And then I was thinking, oh, well, I could talk about that today. Yeah. Because it's like that's on my mind. I've just learned that. So why not share that? And that becomes a piece of content. And teaching, like, you know, teaching is the best way to learn, Mm -hmm. you know. So like, you know, because you've, like you said, you've got to know it in and out back to front to be able Mm -hmm. to explain it to someone. Um, which is yeah and just if you can yeah you're right if you can tell somebody explain it somebody yeah it'll make you understand it more and it'll make the it's just reiterate it's like writing something down like yeah kind of redoing the process yeah repetition yeah learning it cementing it in your mind yeah so i'm just going to keep going with putting out content whether it be like tips or just general vlogs or what i'm doing and that way I've got uh, a record of it and I can yeah. show myself or when my you're the old man or... on your on your on your deathbed you can look back and go oh I remember when I was making the album and yeah. I was playing with the the CLA 76 exactly and, and like, so oh, I was first what learning memories about this. you know because I don't, I don't know who was saying it but it's like imagine if you could look back at some of the greats in whatever field it is yeah. and see what they were like when they were coming up through the grind yeah and that's something that now our social media is able to show we can totally do it you can yeah this is so easy the truth you're being exposed on social media so if you're not putting in the hard yards it's going to show so like the people that are working hard on their stories or whatever it's like in in the booth like all the time you know like i'm here every weekend or it's like you know 2 a.m and it's like 
cup of spilled coffee on your desk or something. You know, like people yeah. are grinding and it's yeah. it shows. Like yeah. in the olden days when there was all this stuff, you just grind you you did your grinding in silence. Yeah, yeah. No one kind of saw that and then you yeah. just broke through and everyone's like, Oh, they're an overnight success. Yeah. Now it's like I'm gonna putting up all the videos day to day. Yep, this is what I was thinking. This is what I had to work on today. Enjoying the process and documenting yeah. it. So and I think people yeah. cotton on to that now. Like people, um, they want to see the journey. And that's like with the podcast and stuff, you know, it's about um, getting to know people a bit better, like on that personal level. Because yeah. in the past, it was just all produced and you just see what they were, you know, yeah. like the, 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 you know, like the pop groups and they, yeah. you know, they're totally produced. You don't really know a lot about their personal. Whereas now you start to get that personal touch. Yeah. I think that's where it's going to go, you know, because there's a lot of produced stuff. But I think, I think moving forwards in maybe the next 20 years, you know, if we look that far in the future, yeah. I think it's going to be that personal, that oh, raw thing 100%. in the future. Like, because I think we everyone's going to get over that, oh, look at their amazing life and that they want to see the real authentic thing. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's starting to happen a bit. Like, podcasts are like that. You know, people listen yes. to a podcast because... Long format. Long format, yeah. raw, um, and it's, you know, you get to know the person way more intimately as well. Yeah. So I think that's like something for the future that's going to become really big. And I think technology is probably going to make it easier for that to happen Yeah. as well. Yeah. You're right about this platform, about the long format stuff. It gets people to really understand who somebody is. Yeah. Um, You see it on TV. Like people will, I guess, kind of play on, even like say your reality TV, like the yeah. voice and things like this, X Factor. Yeah. The people, the audience buys into the sob stories. Yeah. The sob stories. It's about the story. The story is everything. If you, like, anything in this world, like, has, if people can create meaning and find value in it, yeah. they're going to buy it and back it way more than if it doesn't yeah. have that. Yeah. If you follow the message, if you follow the the whole point of it, yeah. and you buy into the story, yeah. They're going to sell that so much more, and that's why they play on all these yeah. sub stories. And, stuff. and that's again, like, if we would keep bring it back to that connection, you know, because it's about connection. Like, oh, mm -hmm. I've been like, I've felt that, I've done that. Like, you know, those those real moments. They're like, oh, I've, I remember when I, you know, spilled a coffee over my laptop. Yeah, you know, and they see a producer doing it in the studio, and it's like, yeah. oh, totally, I can connect and relate to that. Yeah, I agree, man. So it's. It's important. It's yeah. really important to realize that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're talking about some plugins that you love. Like, I, I want to know, like, like we'll dive <laughs> back into some, like, real okay. real stuff. Like, what, what are you loving at the moment or, or what, what are some of your go-to favorite things? Well, I was lucky enough to get my hands on pretty much the Complete Waves collection. Yeah. yeah Plus um, yeah. a few other things. But So what are your favorite waves? Let's start with that. What What's in your favorite? The CLA 76. Okay, so that's a great compressor. Yeah, really good. Um, well, a lot of it, man. The C6, the multiband. Yeah. I like. Yeah. Um, that can give me a lot of control in, yeah, lots in of what control, I want to yeah. kind In of all the do. frequencies, compress all the frequencies and different frequencies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there's a... Oh, fire out, I've forgotten the name of it. There's a synth. Oh, thing. really? Wave synth? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Waves. Co Codex. It's called Codex. Codex. Codex, all right. And it's by Waves, and it's like a synth arpeggiator thing, and it creates some insanely cool sounds, and I've yeah, found cool. some really 
unique stuff in there, like yeah. a lot of movement stuff. So if you want yeah. arpeggiators, gates, um, things like this, it's yeah. got yeah. a lot of rhythm and movement. Yeah, that's cool. They're that's really, really cool. cool to experiment with as well. Yeah. Because you can play around with it. Oh, sweet. That's sick. And like, just changing. I mean, everybody is so strict on which way you should have your plugins running into each other. And yeah. yes, there's a lot to do with the order of which you put them. But yeah. play around with running something into something else to see what effect yeah. comes from it. Yeah. Um, apart from that, like those are probably the main kind of ones that I would want to talk about from Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Um, other plugins... I mean, in terms of synths, I'm a big fan of Silent. Yeah. So I don't have Silent. I, I sort of skipped that whole Silent thing. Like, I went to Massive, and I was like, yeah. oh, I can do a heap of Massive and then sort of, like, other ones, but I've, I've never I've never had Silent. Yeah, it's... It's so honest, powerful, though. It's a powerful like I've se- Like, I've seen and I've used it, but I don't have it. Like, yeah, you know? and I've, like... And I've it's so to, super powerful. I just... I've chosen that one as the kind of one that I wanted to really learn and get yeah. good at. So I've done that one, and I've got a lot of presets that I like on that. Um, Ones that you've made or just presets both. out of the box? Yeah, yeah. Both. And, like, I'll get most of the time, like, everything I, like, all the sounds I want to come up with come yeah. from a preset or a sample. Yeah, you just tweak it. And I tweak it. Yeah. I can make stuff, but a lot of the time there's something similar that I want and I can yeah. layer or change. You just gonna, quickly get it as well. Yeah. You want to get the idea down, you know, like exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, so that's uh, Spire is another big one that I use. Yeah, yeah. I like Spire for some reason. I got it and always just used it. Yeah. Serum I use, but I try and stay away from because everybody uses it. Yeah. Massive I don't use much at all anymore. Yeah. Um, and then the majority of my stuff is Ableton stock. I've seen that. So, what are some of your Ableton like ones that you love, or maybe you? That you maybe do some creative things with that you yeah, don't use okay. them for because there's heaps of stuff like for example like one thing um to do like some cool ducking or side chaining um a friend showed me just using the auto pan yeah and, and changing to, changing to the phase so it's in, yeah, yeah and you can use it so it's like it's really simple to just chuck like if you want one of those future bass sort of synths so it's like blah, 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 yeah, you yeah. can just chuck that on and it's instantly done like is there anything like that that you use in a cool way, like a maybe a different way. Yes. Um, Without giving away too many of maybe your <laughs> secrets or like maybe some you want to share with. Well, I mean, there's so many different things I've tried and try, like kind of run around with. One thing that I really liked um, that I found recently is using the vocoder. Yeah, cool. Um, and you can run. You can run a second, either like, well, it can either be the second vocal or it can be, you know, an instrument that's following a melody line or yeah. something like this and run the vocoder and sidechain it through your chords. Okay, yeah. So your chords will, like, say they're like, you know, your main piano chords changing. Yeah. You can run the vocoder sidechain to that. Yeah. And it will change the, you know, it'll change it depending on the chords. Yeah, okay. So or you can root it through that so it, it yeah. changes the chords and it's it's magic because yeah. it follows the pattern that you want through yeah. the vocoder. It changes it. Yeah, yeah which is really cool. Um, the other thing I've got my hands on is um, it would be so useful for, for everybody to find it. It's like I don't know if you've heard of the Data Life plugin Endless Smile. I have seen Endless Smile. So Sausage Fattener. All right, everybody yeah, knows yeah. Sausage Fattener. Is endless smile. That's the one for um build ups. For build ups, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Moving um 
one of the guys, uh, Bass. Bass Clef. Bass Clef. I was going to tell you. Had the original, he has, yeah, yes. he made the Ableton so one. I've got I, that. I've got yeah. that. Okay, great. I'm glad you're on the same page. Yeah, Because yeah, cool. I used that yeah. for so many different things. Yeah. You can turn off the parameters within it and use what the thing is. But simply, even just going back to the way that it's set up, yeah. So um, using the Ableton stock plugins and mapping back the parameters to a single knob. Yeah. So you can like... So good. Yeah. So with a synth or something, yeah. any synth, like silent, serum, whatever you want to do, yeah. mapping a whole bunch of things to a single parameter. Yeah. To be... Yeah. Because if you just play, like, say you had a drop and you just play the same rhythm over it with yeah. a synth, it's cool, but... It needs movement and movement yeah. is so like if that's you listen so to something that I'm just starting to like really dive into. Like yeah. I've always known about it and done it, but like now I'm really starting to. And you can do it, but when when you do it with creative control, there's yeah. so much more that you can bring yeah, to yeah, the table. Cool. Yeah. So using like I just I reckon map stuff to a single parameter. Yeah. Um, and then just be able to kind of twist from there, and that's yeah, play with that. Yeah, I've created a whole bunch of different Ableton chains for these kinds of yeah, things. Yeah. Um, there's one I just created on the master, which is a pretty simple one. Everyone should really use it. But yeah. on your build-up, I have an auto filter that pulls the low end out yeah. as you go up, and then a utility that brings the dB down. Yeah. And sometimes I've been known to make the width go up a little bit. On yeah, the push it all to well, the sides. So it goes yeah. to the sides. And you just build that up slowly, drop the dB by a couple, and then bring it all back to zero when the drop hits. See, I do that, but I automate it. Like yeah, you yeah, sorry, yeah which yeah. is the same thing. But like, if you, you've mapped it to one one knob that you can I've, change, or yes, um, I've mapped well. I've mapped a couple of things to like yeah yeah. The gain is things, different. Yeah. The gain I have yeah, to change. Yeah, you gain. You got to do yeah. yeah. Gain separate. Dependent on. The track and, and yeah, how it game's is, yeah. different, and it depends on how it's being mixed through my master yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a tricky business, man. But I reckon those are a couple of things that I've sort of come across. Yeah, yeah. Recently, have you played around with the new? Do you have Max for Live at all? Not well. I've I have seen it, but I'm yeah. such a novice. There's and, so many cool things in there, like yeah, people well, making stuff, like just even like an LFO. That you can map to any parameter in Ableton that, you know, like... What? So I need it, yeah. to get a hold of this. So you can put this little MIDI LFO thing in, and it's an LFO. You can just change it however you want to do whatever. And, like, I just use it to move it just slightly, like, 1% yeah. on a cutoff on a synth. So it gives it a little bit of, like, analog feel yeah. because it's just it's never hitting that same exact thing. I've like, never played with Max for Live. Oh, man. It's, there's so many cool, like, things in there. I um, thought it was just for performance. No, nah, man. Max for Live is amazing. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's so powerful. And, like, people can make their own plugins in Max for Live. So it's like a third-party version. Yeah, so, so there's all these third-party ones that people have made. That work so and everything just, integrates with Ableton like so you can download someone's like chain of yeah people sell Max for Life plugins oh and stuff. man what yeah. have I been doing with my life yeah it's so good <laughs> um, yeah so like Max for Live is like really cool there's so many um, just cool little like extra like yeah just just yeah it sort of means that anyone can make a plugin That's and so it cool. sort of opens it up for people so and they give yeah. out like master chains and things yeah yeah. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I uh, see. Like mastering is another thing that. Do you master yourself? Your tunes or pretty much a lot of the stuff that I've put out previously been mastered myself. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of like trying to learn to do as much as I physically can myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so with mastering, like mastering is so tricky. It's its like, own thing. It's, it's like so it's a totally different. a different thing to to like. I suppose it's sort of related to mixing. Yeah, but as far as production goes, and and that it's totally a different thing from yeah. From I have to, a I have to sit down and go. What hat do I have on today? Is it a producing hat or mixing yeah. or a master? That's so important to figure out though, because if you go in being creative and then trying to mix, it doesn't work. No, like it doesn't. You may think it's working, but it's not yeah. working. So like mixing and mastering. Like, I, it's probably people going to be like, what the hell are you doing? But I yeah. do it all within the same project. Yeah. As my whole creation is That's all fine. within one project. If it gets too much CPU, I just bounce a few things out. Yeah. But yeah. I just need, it, I need it all there. Because if something goes, oh, yeah, I need that, I don't want to have to reopen 16 projects to find the original thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I need it all there. But I mix as I'm going. And then. On the master channel, often I try and keep it clear, but most of the time I've got some form of basic, basic as compressor. Yeah. And then I've got... Um, so do you have like a master chain that you just sort of chuck on just to get a vibe on things? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. So I have yeah, a master yeah. chain that I'll just whack on and it instantly kind of masters it. I'll have to give you uh, the chain I've got that I've got from, from yeah, a few guys sick. that Harry gave me. Yeah, oh, it's a cool, cool, yeah. cool little one. Yeah, I like. I've just got. I can't. I can't say where it's originally from, probably yeah. because they might get angry. But but no, he gave fine. it to me. So but yeah, I'll um. um I'll yeah, that's that all. Later. That's all. What it's about. Yeah. Secrets. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So I like mastering chain. It's it can be it has to be simple. Mm. That's really what it is. People yeah. overthink mastering. Yeah. So if it's not right in the mix, if it's not right before you put it into your mastering chain, yeah. go back and fix it. That's so funny because like I use an actual mastering engineer for my stuff in yeah. Melbourne Panorama, um, mm -hmm. Nicholas, who's who's phenomenal, and he's got some like outboard, you know, analog stuff like mm -hmm. compressors and saturators yeah. and EQs and stuff. So so you know it's really cool to get that analog flavor in. Yeah. But um. He's really consultive as well. So like I'll send him a mix, like when we're on when we're doing the first mix down, send it to him and he's like, Oh man, you need to do this and this and like yeah. the whole process and he'll give me yeah. feedback before and that's great. Like so yeah. when before I send like the final mix to him to master, he'll be like, Oh no man, you need to pull out like two DB from the kick at sixty six hertz. You know, like that's real so, like because yeah. he's like, mm -hmm. You gotta fix it. He's like, I can fix it in the master. But it's going to be way better yeah. if you fix it in the mix and then I can like yeah. do it in the master. Yeah. So that's so cool to hear that you're like, you know, it's, that's sort of how you work. No, it's really, yeah, it's important because like I'm, you can't just expect the mastering engineer to do it all. No. Like they're only, it's a polish. That's yeah. really what it is. And He like, describes it as it's, it's how you translate it from the studio to other systems. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And like the mastering, you know, when I set out to learn it, you really have to learn the kind of audio tech side of things to know what limits you're pushing it. Yeah. The loudness units, like, you know, your RMS values, all these kinds of, you need to know this kind of stuff. Otherwise it's going to like, it's, you're going to get in trouble. So yeah, yeah. Stuff that I've mastered myself. Um, I just stick to the kind of, I have, um, I can tell you what's on my master. Yeah. yeah. 
So EQ is a big one. Yeah. Um, so is this how the chain starts? The first thing's an EQ? Oh, no, no, no. Because that's important with mastering. Like, what goes where? Okay, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, you're right. EQ does go first. Yeah. Um, and that's it's not doing much. It's really... No, no. It's, it's very slight. Yeah. Very if it, slight. It's really only against something as a reference. So I usually bring a reference into a something that's, like, got no master chain. I'll try and reference it to that first. Then I will do multiband compression. Yeah. Then general compression. Yeah. Then I have a bit of like EQ adding some air. Yeah. Like real kind of toppy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I have so that's BX digital plugins. Yeah. And then I have a wow filter that adds a bit of air and crispness to yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, and then I have BX digital, I can't remember what it's called, but it basically stereos everything um above and then monos everything is below this, a certain is this frequency. the saturator or the stereo maker because i've got Ooh, i've got the, i've got the stereo maker. maker which it's yeah it's um i i use that for for certain things yes yeah. i put it on the master you can and choose the frequency on yeah, the left it's a cut and then off you've got for yeah. what what goes mono and yeah. what stereo and how much yeah. you want i think that's the stereo maker yeah, yeah and yeah. you can cut and it's good because you can listen to both mono and stereo and yeah. split left and right yeah. on your master channel. Yeah, I think that's the one, yeah, yeah. So it just get, it, it monos everything underneath, just in yeah. case it wasn't monoed already, mm. but it just does everything under there. Yeah. Um, And then I have, actually, I've been inclined to use a glue compressor yeah. on the stock mastering thing out of Ableton. It's just yeah. like mastering glue compressor. Yeah, yeah. And I use that and I can... I play around with the parameters to get a tiny bit of gluing. Yeah, yeah. It just makes you want it, it louder. to sound together. For some reason, it just make it brings it, it brings it up, and I can push it a little bit harder into the limiter. Yeah. Then yeah. I have a limiter. Yeah. What limiter? Um, I use the Pro L. Yeah. Is that the two or the? There's like a new one out. The three or the Pro L. Oh no, it's the two. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's what I use I as think well. It's yeah. The two. But there's a new one that's just come out that. Nicholas, the master yeah. engineer, he was like, man, that luminar is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need to get it now. Yeah, so I use the Pro-L, and I, it's, like, I like it. It's cool, yeah. man. And I it's cool, use, it's simple, and yeah. it's like... I've used know. the Waves Limited too, but I just like that one. Yeah. The Pro-L is better. Um, and then I have various, depending on what I decide to use for particular project a loudness meter or metering of sorts just so you can see the so i can see what values i'm working yeah, yeah. And you need see... that you need a meter at the end so you can figure it out because yeah. if it's yeah i just need to know what what loudness i'm working at and rms and all this kind of stuff and it does yeah. it at the end and gives yeah. me a kind of final value yeah yeah so you can see and i'll just bounce it listen Make notes, go back to the project, yeah. bounce it, listen, listen make on notes. systems yeah, in the car, do yeah. the car test. Do the car test. Listen on earbuds, yeah. headphones, all the... All and the then shoes. leave it for two weeks and then come back to it yeah. and pretend like I've never heard it before. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. Because your ears can get Rested. tired. Yeah, yeah. It's going to get tired so quick, especially so if you're somebody yeah. that's just like, yep, turn the volume up. Up and up and up, up and up. mix, yeah. I always talk about like you need to like every hour you should have like a 10 minute break or a five minute break. Yeah, I'm to, that, eh? Yeah, just to, just to <laughs> uh, unless you're mixing at really low values, you know, really low volumes, that's fine. Yeah, but it just gets tempting to turn it up. I, like, I know, because <laughs> like our ears, it's like, oh, it sounds so much better loud. Like, Yeah, again, depending on the hat that I have on, yeah, if it's like, a creative hat. It can be loud and proud, and yeah. I've got to be feeling the same emotion. Got to get the vibe. That, yeah, that the people in the crowd are feeling. Yeah, but 
But if it's a mixing and mastering hat, I can bring it right down yeah. as low as possible. I like doing the low test where you turn it down to you can just hear one element yeah. coming through. And you're like, well, is that the main element that I want That's to come important. through? A lot of the time it's the kick. So it's I've like when you can just hear the vocals. kick. vocals. Oh, yeah, yeah, vocals too. When you're mixing vocals. Not, yeah. I mean, the kick probably is just important because yeah, in yeah. dance music it's the loudest part. But in pop... Yeah, the vocal is the main feature. Yeah, so you got to hear the vocal. So the vocal has to pop over everything else. Yeah. But you're right about that. If you can turn it down to the lowest possible, you can possibly hear it. Yeah. And try and get your main elements to pop. Yeah. Like, that is so, so good important. when you turn yeah. it up, eh? And it's like that, yes, that makes it. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, man, I think like the, the whole mix master process, if you can... If you've got somebody that you know and trust can yeah. add that extra 10% that you yeah, can't yeah. add, I think it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially having just someone's ears over it, like you said, to exactly, go yeah. pull that out, Yeah, yeah. boost this. And, and real specific to like, you know, like this frequency with this, de- you know, and in an awesome, you know, mastering studio as that's well. It, so yeah, it's the like, acoustics are right. They know yeah. what they're listening for. Yeah. They can do it. Yeah, that's bloody hard, but yeah. I'll probably get, I'll, I will actually be using someone to master my album yeah cool cool because well just because because like why not as well like yeah i'm gonna work with one and if it turns out that my master was just as good then great yeah and i've tried that before as well yeah look can you master this for me i'll pay you bang 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 i get the master back and meanwhile i master it myself and then compare the two at the end and go oh what did i do that he did or You know, I'll have to I'll have to link you up with Nick because he's really um he's more about like the emotion the expression mm-hmm. of music. Well, he's like whenever he asks for like like what are you trying to achieve like is there an emotion or is there something a texture or so he's yeah. he's not like technical like do you want it just to be loud it's like, like that. it's like do you like what are you trying to portray is there something you're trying to like it's like more out? yeah it's more kind the of feeling and emotions of music rather than, yeah it's yeah. like getting kind of to the point of what the track is you know yeah. and it's like what um, are you trying to portray with this yeah what are you trying yeah what's what's yeah. coming through here what do you want from me yeah <laughs> yeah man Oh man, it's been such a good chat. I think um I think we need to sit down again and do another one where we get we dive real deep into the um the technical stuff that we yeah. got into at the end here because yeah. I feel like we could sit here and talk for another oh, like yeah. 2 hours I about can go that. Forever. <laughs> It'd be so so good, but um you know, it's been such a good chat um and to connect on that um you know, like we spoke about yeah. the other the other stuff as well. Yeah. Um that's what I really love about the like doing the podcast and that you get to learn about the other things that yeah. producers and and musicians and are that's into, just so as important, eh? yeah, 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 and, and that's what you know because you know a lot of artists and stuff they don't get to show that, yeah, to people, mm-hmm. like you know they that's, don't get to yeah. to see that. So yeah, um, I appreciate you having me on this platform. Yeah, man. So so like, how how can we like find you? How can we how can we check out your vlog? How can we get your music? Like what what's your socials yeah, cool. and stuff so pretty much everything is art supplies yeah. um oh i had a question about that how did you come up with that name <laughs> wow like long story but essentially i was sifting through ideas and names um and i came up with the concept that art supplies or the things that you would normally associate with art supplies like mm. paintbrushes pencils yeah. things like this they're methods of creating tools yeah, to create cool. with and i like, love that it's kind of such a well-known thing when you go art supplies, people are like, oh, that's paint. Like, it's a well-known thing, Yeah. but it's not, no one's an artist of art supplies. Yeah. And that, 
So I just was like, you know what? That's the best thing I have right now. And that's kind of what I'm embodying is that creativity, the colorfulness, the yeah, the artisticness. Let's roll with that. Yeah. And that's why I come back to this album side of being yeah, more of yeah. an artist. It's, yeah. it's more true to the whole image and everything I've got going. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So so you can find me at anything Art Supplies Music. Um, Instagram is at Art Supplies Music. Uh, SoundCloud at Art Supplies Music. Yeah. Um, my website, artsuppliesmusic.com. Yeah. Is that where we see the vlog? Well, it links, like everything links to everything. So YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube find you, you on in, one thing and you'll yeah, find it all. Yeah. Like YouTube is where the vlog is. And um, if you type in Art Supplies into YouTube, you're going to come up with a million yeah, paint yeah. tutorials. So maybe go to the website and then find So the website is good. Or if you type in Art Supplies Music, it comes up. That's why we've added the Sweet. music in. Yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. helps distinguish yeah. Um, until you can get verified and all these kinds of things. It's a bit Search engine optimization. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, come find me. Come chat to me. I'm always keen to talk. I answer questions. Like, I'm busy, but I'll get around to everyone as much as I can. Yeah. Um, I just love, yeah, finding out about people's stories and kind of connecting on this awesome. way. So that's why... I'm grateful for you having me on. Yeah, man, I love it. Well, thanks for coming on. And um, yeah, check out all Art Supplies music and, and, and check out the album when it comes out, of course. <laughs> Thank of you, course, yes, I'll definitely be pumping it out to the world for you. So. I love it. Thank thanks you. for coming on. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll get you back soon. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Cheers, it. Cheers, man. All right. There we go, guys. I really had a great time talking to Jordan um, in this episode. It's super inspiring to sort of, you know, connect with someone who's, you know, maybe on the same wavelength as you and has the same appreciation for music and and really we had a lot in common that we didn't even know about um so that was really awesome to you know connect with Jordan and and see everything he's doing at the moment with the album and and even the other stuff that he's interested in because you know that's actually stuff that I'm interested in as well so that was really awesome to hear all about that uh when the album comes out I'll be pumping it out on all my socials for you as well um because it you know from what I heard it's going to be a really awesome album so definitely make sure you check out that. To check out his music, just look up Art Supplies Music. Um, you can check that out on, on all the socials uh, and you'll be able to find him pretty easily. And I'll make sure I link him in the show notes as well. Make sure you also check out my new track. It's called Shaolin Style. Uh, just search for Boy King Koi Shaolin Style. Uh, super different vibes, a little bit of tech, a little bit of house. Um, people have even said there's a bit of minimal and psi sounds in there, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, but you know, super different tune. So I really, I'm really loving all the feedback on it so far. And, and it's probably, you know, one of my best tunes to date. As always, subscribe, like, do all that cool shit. Make sure you show a friend if you really enjoyed this and yeah, just come along for the journey. I'm really loving podcasting at the moment and I'm so happy that everyone else out there is being really supportive as well. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back in here with, with some other guests and, and, you know, have a chat and have a beer. Next week on the show, I'm going to have Dippy in. Um, he's got some cool stuff going on. You know, he's got the Your Shot stuff. Obviously, he's DJing and he's produced a few tunes. But he's also doing a marathon. So uh, we're going to talk, sit down and talk to him about why he's doing that and find out some of his other passions and some other things that he's really into as well. All right, guys, that's it. Make sure you're having a great time wherever you are, day, night, and I'll see you guys for the next episode.